guys ready for this? All right, Case still there? I'm still here. <laughs> Excellent. All right, here we go. And in three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome back to TechEase, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 35 for Sunday, August 16th. Just as always the last part I remember to do, not 2014, it's 2015 here in the 2015, the year of our Lord. My name's Shane and join. I'm here I am joined by Tony. Tony's on the screen. Tony, what is going on with you, sir? Hello, hello. Ah, not too much. What about you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Same I gotta say. We are we are live and on the air. Here we are. <laughs> and I am joined also by Matt. Hey. <coughs> Having a good weekend here? Hey. What's going on, Matt? <laughs> Just having a good weekend. Uh, kind of uh, relaxing a little bit. Uh, working yeah. on uh, some projects and stuff, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But uh, that's been going pretty well. Good. Uh, projects are always good. Good and fun and fun and good. Projecting. Are they? Yes. That's, some are fun. Some are not some. fun. Yeah. Projects. Yes. Cool. How about you, Shane? What have you been up to? Uh, What have I been up to? Uh, had my mom's birthday today. A little birthday celebration day and then uh after that went and went out and looked at three different stores for a trash can <laughs> you know nice. the trash did you get one it was a lot of fun yeah uh yep ended up getting one from uh good old menards a local area here they, have, they kind of have some tech in there there you go connect can you connect it to the internet uh can I connect what Menards Whoa, to the internet? Yeah, no the uh, the trash bin. Does it like tell you when it's bin. full? Or? Is it is it a smart uh, trash bin? Um, because then when you know when whenever the garbage man collects it, then uh, you get a little alert on your phone saying it's empty again. But you're on Windows 10 now. Shouldn't you have a recycling bin? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is that? What does that look like now? I should actually look that up. Yeah. See what we got here. What is that? Uh... I think when they did the Yosemite uh, redesign, they made a big deal about uh, how the trash bin looked on on the new redesign. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah it is a uh, looks like the same old recycle bin for the most part. So uh, yeah, that's that's fun stuff. <laughs> Anyone that didn't know, I uh, have Windows 10 now. Uh, no one, no one actually knew that, right? <laughs> yeah. You Maybe guys, they just you assume guys knew, you guys techies that. that we yeah, have the yeah, latest yeah. and greatest. Yes, I did get Windows 10, and it is it's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Have you tried Edge at all, the, the new browser? I did, um, and that is interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, think of that? We think, I think we're going to have to do a, a more in-depth uh, review of Windows 10 in the near future here, but uh, for now, all I will say it is very flat. It's a very flat interface, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Anti-skeuomorphic. Yeah, it, it's. I honestly think it's too flat. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. 
<laughs> you guys, sorry, I'm being, I was being a little distracted. I, people are trying to get me food or something. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I can't, I'm recording here. I can't, but at the same time, I kind of want food. <laughs> so what, what kind of food? To be a, yeah, what's to be on a, the menu here? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's see. Can we get some of this? Apparently, Chinese food. Maybe. I'll take some. Oh, nice some kung pao chicken. Whatever the spiciest. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I just put I, my my reply was anything. <laughs> so I guess that's what I'm getting. All right. Well, hey. So <laughs> what's uh? Yeah. I, I guess that's about it. I guess we can. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can jump right in here. Wait. Are we are we introducing anyone yet? Or are we holding off on that? What was the what was the plan with that? I don't know if anyone had a definitive answer. Okay. Yeah. Let's so go ahead. Have- yeah, we have a uh, we have a special guest today. We have a uh, special guest. We have Kay joining us today. Hello, Kay. Hello. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for stepping in here at the last minute. Since yeah, apparently we didn't give a formal invite, but uh, we are now. Yeah, she was able to pop on here at the last minute, and we're doing that because of our XP boost section today, not just for any for no reason at all. Um, both her and Matt had uh, had some experience with uh, what we're going to talk about that. But uh, in the meantime, so we can just go right into the news. News. All right. This is uh, according to Smithsonian.com. This uh, this uh, the article title here reads: Google Street View cars are mapping city air pollution. Uh, which, you know, that sounds pretty neat uh, right off the top there, but uh, just go a little bit in, into this a little more. Um, Denver was the first city they tried to do this with, and, and to those that aren't familiar, the Google Street View cars are the little cars with the spinning cameras at the top. They go around, um, you know, I think mostly highly, fairly highly populated areas, although I guess, you know, around here there's plenty of that kind of thing. I'm guessing most parts of the U.S. probably have... Uh, Google Street View now. So, you know, if you, I'm sure everyone pretty much knows about it, but if you go to Google Maps, you get, you know, you can zoom in on individual streets and get those um, certain, what the certain streets look like, you know, photo, 360 photos around there. Um, but so this company, uh, I'm going to guess it's pronounced Aclima. Um, they, they put these sensors, they built these sensors that, that uh, get added to the Google Street cars. And they can track, there's, there's a large list of different uh, gases, but I'm going to read them off here. Uh, nitrogen, uh, nitrogen dioxide, nitric oxide, ozone, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, methane, black carbon, particulate matter, and volatile organic Ooh. compounds. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot. A lot of different things. So I, you know, that's a pretty powerful sensor there. Uh, so they're monitored throughout the day to see different patterns and, you know, that they described it as having its own DNA or fingerprint uh, for a particular city. And, uh, you know, the problem, the only problem they kind of ran into is it it monitors one single location, uh, which doesn't allow them to see the different, uh, see how it moves through different cities like that. Um, but they did, they built it with, uh, in order to withstand weather and also to uh, transmit data at a fairly fast rate as well. So uh, along with that, uh, you, you know, you get you get traffic. Obviously, traffic's different throughout different times of the day. So so that's a big reason to track throughout the day. And you're going to see different patterns um, in that regard. And, and along with that, um, because of traffic, there's also different altitudes, apparently, because during certain hours, you're going to get um, 
some of those gases are going to be more toward toward ground uh, toward the ground level, and you know sometimes not not as much. So thought that was pretty neat. Um, you know anything that can uh, anything that can help uh, help out with uh, controlling pollution. I think I think is always is a good thing, honestly. And anyone that says otherwise, I mean, you know, I don't think anyone. I think most people out there aren't you know so much pro pollution. I don't think anyone's actually pro pollution, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as much as uh, some people might think otherwise. But any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, gathering data, I, I can imagine everybody would be anti-smog, so uh, that's definitely a good thing to, to measure that and see how we can cut down on that. I'm kind of curious if they're going to continually monitor these cities to get a, a really good fingerprint throughout, you know, throughout time. So let's say, you know, here's Denver, as it's been, you know, multiple years in a row or multiple every, every day or every month. Or I'm curious how frequently they're, they're going to monitor this stuff to, to get some kind of profile on a city versus just, hey, we remap everything, we, we take street view once a year, once every few years. So maybe that stuff's not going to be as helpful, but it's definitely, uh, they're driving through the cities anyways. Might as well grab that information. That is awesome. Yes, I agree. And anyone else want to chime in on that? Feel free. And, and, and Kay, I know you don't, I told you you don't have to, you don't have to say much here, but, <laughs> but you can feel free to chime in on anything, <laughs> anything you feel like. Tony? Thank you. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I just, you know, any, I suppose just any more, the more data for, you know, any city just, it's just going to help you, you know, in the long term, find out ways to maybe cut down on something that, you know, someone might not necessarily know. Like, oh, we kind of have an issue here. We didn't think we did, but we do. So Yeah, I hate to see what L.A. looks action. like. <laughs> yeah, and they talked about in there, they also talked about the Bay Area. I don't know if that referred to San Francisco or if that refers to, um, you know, if there's a, I'm guessing that's what it would be, if there's not a Bay Area in Colorado or anything, but, um, hoof. Now my phone went off. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, when else, baby, I'm pretty sure they mean San Francisco, but it, it seems like a generic term for <laughs> you could probably apply to a lot of cities. I'm sure Seattle would count as a Bay Area city, or maybe yeah. I'm just an idiot here. Yeah, I'm not uh, not too sure, uh, but at, at any rate, they're they're starting to do uh, a few other cities, I think, in there. So um, yeah, that's exciting. All right. Yeah, let's uh, move right along. All right, I'll go quick here because this this is interesting to me. I'm not sure how many this is going to uh, be interesting to. Uh, Mac rumors: uh, new Magic Mouse 2 and Apple wireless keyboard with Bluetooth 4.2 appear in FCC filings. Yeah, so just pretty much <laughs> new wireless keyboards from uh, from Apple. Uh, Bluetooth 4.2 versus 2.1, and I think the big thing there is the uh, higher frequencies, so I think more reliable data, and then just a faster throughput of data, uh, and a rechargeable battery as well uh, versus the double uh, A's that it runs off of right now. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, excited to see what they they come out with. Um, I'm actually pretty excited to see if they do a force touch uh, Bluetooth uh, trackpad, uh, but uh, I don't think that was in the the works. So kind of cool, but at least they're iterating on this stuff. Cool. That's, well, one of the first things I um I don't know. I know I showed you what was that a couple episodes ago that that mouse I got <laughs> that I didn't care for. <laughs> I think I name dropped and and you guys made me say what the brand was and everything. <laughs> Uh, Logitech one. There, I said it again. Um, and I know Mac has a has a good uh, track record of trying to be sleek and smooth and small. But I don't know. I just first of all, I think they're going to get it right with a, um, um, you know, having something recharge. I think that's great. I don't know. I don't know so much about the keyboard too much, but the mouse. I think everyone should do that. If you're going to go wireless, at least have it recharge or some sort of recharging option. But um, I kind of hope it's a little. I don't know. This is maybe anti Mac, but. 
I kind of hope the mouse and keyboard may be a little bit bigger. I don't know. My personal preference is I don't like their um, wireless keyboard right now. I don't. I don't. I think it's too small. Um, I like a big one that I can type fast on, and even a laptop keyboard. Um, usually, I'm I'm a little bit slower on, even if it's you know quote unquote the normal size of a real physical desktop keyboard. I think you have a big desktop keyboard like a mechanical one, and I'm. Um, I'm really comfortable with something like that, as well as a big mouse, too. You heard it here first, folks. Size does matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's old school Tony talking. I don't know. Old but school I, Tony likes the bigger ones. But I, I do. I like the bigger mouse and the bigger keyboards. Now, I know there's, you know, this obviously things are smaller, they're light, they're compact, easy to travel with. So there's that argument there. But if you're on a desktop, um, I, I don't know. That's, that's me, my little my little rant but um, i'm anxious to see what their design is i mean they they do have a, a knack for having something look aesthetically pleasing so we'll see what it, what i think it's going to be the size of a thumb drive <laughs> if it's anything like apple i mean uh, the mouse or the gotta keyboard go, got, the mouse well <laughs> yeah got, well gotta, we'll see i don't know but uh yeah i'm anxious to see what their mouse is because i i know they want to do i think something that's at least somewhat usable and i I mean, I don't have big hands. I don't know. So I have a, I have kind of a bit of prediction. It's semi-related, but um, <laughs> I wonder, and especially after Apple's acquired Beats, um, I wouldn't doubt. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I, I hope Apple starts coming, uh, starts incorporating some wireless Bluetooth headphones with their devices. I mean, maybe they, maybe it's still not cost-effective enough to do that, but... Like the iPhone? Yeah. I would really like to have some wireless uh, earbuds of some kind, you know, to start coming with the device. I, and I don't know. I, I don't I feel like those earpods didn't go over as well as they could have. They, I think they have some great sound to them, but um, that, they just don't... I don't think they stay in a lot of people's ears, including my own, personally, mm. but... Um, do, everyone's um, different, you know. Do um, other phone manufacturers throw in headphones with their phones too? Like you know, Samsung. Probably not. Galaxy's. And I'm just, yeah. I think that's it's iTunes. Good. iTunes is, is the reason in the iPod. That was kind of the big thing. The reason I think. Um, but yeah, that's a good point actually. I I I can't say that for sure, but I would. Yeah. I can't either. But I, yeah, that's that's something I know. Apple, yeah, their whole they basically combine an iPod or yeah, an iPod with a phone. So naturally, I think they're you're gonna throw the headphones in. But I, yeah, that's I don't know if like HTC or Samsung um, or any of those other ones or even Microsoft, you know, they they throw the headphones in. So that's something I know. You know, some people don't like the the pods or the whatever they're called, mm-hmm. and they want something more. But at know. any rate, I'm yeah, I'm I'm pr- I'm looking forward to Magic Mouse too. Yeah, and self-driving cars. <laughs> Actually, it's funny there is mouse. a. There isn't self-driving. <laughs> I almost there's a uh, Apple self-driving car article I almost used today. I, I noticed that one as well. Um, I may have talked about that previously, but that'll be next year, right? All right, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> cool. Well, uh, Tony, you want to uh, give us what you got there? Sure. This was, this article is from the Boy Genius Report or BGR.com, and it is uh, the clever reason why Microsoft first put solitaire on Windows. And uh, this is kind of a, it's a small article, but I thought it was interesting. And I, I never really even thought about uh, thought about it um, or, you know, even guessed it. Actually, part of the reason is I probably never had Windows 3 or Windows 3.1. Um, I started at Windows 95 where I think I, as well as maybe most of you, were kind of in between when learning about computers. Maybe 
there was the GUI and then there was the command line. And um, we, we were kind of getting a little bit a little bit of both, but I think slowly we were, you know, the, the command line was going away and it was really all going to be about the GUI when interacting with the, uh, the operating system. And the first one is on Windows 3.0, or Windows 3.0 had Solitaire on it. And that came out in 1990, uh, around that time. And the basic reason for Solitaire was to get people used to the mouse and, you know, clicking oh. and dragging on the, yeah. just, you know, and this new, um, this new interface of just pictures and, uh, you know, they had folders and like moving boxes around. I mean, you know, we think of that as second nature and, and, and maybe to a, to another degree, that's so slowly maybe going away in terms of, you know, just, you know, tapping and dragging now versus wow. clicking. Um, and then Minesweeper came out in, th in 3.1 and that was kind of introducing people to right and left click and also, uh, you know, to, well, they were saying the foster the speed and precision of the mouse movements. And I found that interesting just because, you know, we take that for granted all the time, whether we, well, not so much if we're on tablets, which I do see that going more now. But, you know, you know, even Windows, I don't know, 98, 2000, uh, XP, I mean, it all, they just kept it. They didn't necessarily need to. I don't know if 8 has it, though. Did you say what year uh, Windows uh, 3.1 came out? Or sorry, it was... 3, Three was, was 90. 90. 1990. Wow. wow. So it took, was that 25 years uh, until, well, no, okay, 25 years still now, but Hearthstone came out like last year. It's basically, Hearthstone's a glorified <laughs> solitaire. 3-1 is 92. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Hearthstone basically is a glorified solitaire. In a way, the, the interface is kind of like a glorified sol solitaire, so it kind of took that long. But, but same well, principles, point, yeah. right? Same kind of principles there. At least, you know, the first yeah. one came out. Those of you that don't know, it's a Blizzard makes a card game uh, called Hearthstone. Uh, it's the Warcraft universe. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. They kind of had like, okay, well, we've, we've got this GUI interface. And I know Apple was either not too far behind them or a little bit, I think, ahead of them with their uh, graphical user interface to um, and I know they all stole those concepts from Xerox, but that's probably a, another time story. But um, but I, I, I guess I never thought like, oh, we've got to get the public on this because we're, you know, beforehand we're like, or the, I should say the consumer, you know, we're like, oh, all right, you have to, you know, punch in like whatever key commands in order to get a program to come up and, you know, maybe shift around it to for the interface, you know, to, uh, to, to, to try to find, you know, what option you wanted to click on and... I'm sure click on wasn't even an option at the time or a yeah. phrase, but um, yeah, I, th I thought that was just kind of interesting that, all right, this is the best way we're going to do it. We're just going to throw out this card game. And, and much far, far, far from uh, scroll too. <laughs> Think oh, about scroll that. Scroll probably came a lot There was later. no yeah. scroll wheel. That, can no you even imagine wheel. that now? No, um, I'd love a scroll wheel. <laughs> that, that or even <laughs> the fact that you'd have to clean the ball off the bottom of your mouse all the time. Does anyone, you forget these... I think we forget huh. these things so easily, that's, but that's optical real mice. Old school though, that's high school. Like you, just, <laughs> uh, you just undid it and yeah. Just... Optical mice are so. It just seems like they've been around forever now. It just seems like second nature almost. Yeah, um, optical mice are old. <laughs> yeah, or even laser mice. It, yeah, yeah laser is the better one now. And then I know Microsoft has their blue technology. I don't know. You know whatever they. That's old now too. You know I'm not gonna lie, Tony. When I first when I first saw this, I was like. Giving an article about solitaire, but <laughs> but now I'm kind of like now I get it. it like yeah, yeah. the uh, GUI was a huge that was a huge step forward in uh, it was it was a huge and just easeability on on the PC and um, 
That makes a lot of sense, actually. You know, what better way to... I think to... that really was, like, like you know, more groundbreaking. So the, the average person wouldn't feel that maybe bombarded or overwhelmed by, what's all this I've got to type in? What is this? You know, I think a lot of people felt maybe a little bit more comfortable with, like, oh, I can see pictures. I can see what... And that's where that skeuomorphic come, came in and was the you know, kind of the forefront of the earlier PCs where you had stuff that was more common yeah. to what you saw, like, in the physical world on the screen. Well, and then look, like, think about all the... Can? Oh, I know what a trash can is. That, you know, you throw yeah, stuff Yeah, I was going to say, think about all the other things, uh, just the terms that uh, on a computer that refer to physical objects, like, well, even the mouse. I mean, mouse, I mean, you, you get that. <laughs> That's what it looks exactly. like. That's what, even the term desktop... Or desktop computer, for that matter. Well, that okay, not so much. That, that, well, <laughs> well, that one's that's outdated. Was your desktop, yeah. I think the term desktop like computer is almost outdated because it most of them just go under the computer, not on the desktop. But anyway, <laughs> desktop <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, that's a different story. Sure. Folders. So, uh, what yeah. about the briefcase? Do you yeah, guys remember briefcases? Wait, what? Battery power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clippy. Cursor. <laughs> no, I got nothing else. <laughs> no. Buttons, buttons, right? Or did you say buttons, Ray? I didn't say buttons. <laughs> buttons. And they're not referring to those things on your shirt. All right. That's right. So, you know, I just thought it was very interesting. Yes. <laughs> very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what? Bef- before we move on to our XP boost, just real quick, uh, what's everyone drinking tonight? Anything? Ooh. Ooh, um, I have water with a squirt <laughs> of lemon in it. Sounds <laughs> pretty boring. Pretty boring. That's right. I've got this new Belgium rampant. 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 It's a, uh, Imperial India Pale Ale. Oh, I do oh. like those. I do like the IPAs. Okay. Okay, <laughs> you drinking anything tonight? No, so. I'm not. Thank you. Just oh. enjoying the program. Would you like something? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, that's fine. Just water. That's my beverage of choice. Thank you. Oh, that's very, very lovely. What about you, Shane? Oh, yeah. I got a, uh, I got some burgundy wine right here. It's a, it's classy, uh, box wine, of course. Oh, that's classy. No other way, (laughs) no other way to drink it right there. Straight, straight from the tap. Yep. (laughs) Oh, it's very nice. I like it. Very nice. All right. So, without further ado, XP Boost. Okay, we kept it in this long. Might as well spill the beans now. <laughs> spill the beans. I'm, uh, the uh, XP Boost <laughs> this week is going to be about OmniFocus, uh, which is a task manager uh, for Mac, iOS. Um, yeah, and we brought uh, Kayon. She's going to be the resident expert. Uh, I've been trying it out for <laughs> about a week and a half now. I uh, just went through the uh, the free trial. Uh, there's a two-week free trial you can you can do uh, to manage your tasks, try it out, see how you like it. Uh, and then they have a desktop version for $39 and an iOS version for $39 as well. You have to buy them uh, separately if you want to use the desktop and mobile version. Um, and you can upgrade to a pro version for another $39. So it can get uh, pretty hefty depending on... Uh, where you want to uh, to use this app, uh, how much you want to, uh, or you know, where you want to manage your, t- your tasks, and if you want the pro version stuff, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, I guess the the meat of it is just managing uh, what they're called actions in, in OmniFocus. It, it follows a GTD style of uh, managing tasks, which getting things done. Uh, really good book by uh, David Allen. 
uh, just on keeping track of tasks and getting things out of your mind into a trusted system so you can stop thinking about them and focus on the task at hand. Um, so I guess I'll go through just a couple basics and then we can get to Kay's opinion on, I guess, how she likes it, if that sounds good to you, Kay. Yes, great. Yep. All right. Uh, so basic thing about actions, you just uh, put in actions, you give them a title. Uh, the, the two biggest things are a project and a context. Uh, you don't have to have a project and context, but it kind of makes sense to, to put them in that. A uh, project would be uh, some, some, some bigger thing, like I need to maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, upgrade my garage and, and do a bunch of stuff to my garage. That would be a project which would have a bunch of actions in it. Um, and then a context, where uh, generally where you would want to be to so it could be an errand something I just have to do on my computer maybe a phone or you could have people too like my boss I need to talk to, to my boss about uh, I don't know getting a raise or something um, <laughs> a couple other things you can do you can add notes or attachments if you have a PDF uh, something like uh, I need to uh, check into a man check into my plane you could put plane ticket uh, attach that as a PDF and you've got that right there. Um, two different date fields. One is a deferred date, um, which is pretty much a fancy way of saying a start date. I, um, I can't start this until you know, a certain date. Um, maybe something like a, my, I need to get a haircut, but I just got one, so I'm going to defer it two weeks, a month, depending how long you want your hair to grow out. Um, and then the, the due date, when something that, you know, I think we all know what uh, due dates are, something that has to get done at a certain time. Um, so quite a few different fields you can uh, add to your actions. Uh, you don't have to add these on all of them. Uh, most of them just require a title and then either a project or a context. Um, and that's the, kind of the basics. You're just collecting a bunch of accent, actions and then you have different what they call the perspectives, which is just ways of slicing those actions and uh, seeing a subset of all the actions you've got to figure out what you need to work on at this moment. Um, so I'm going to go through some of the uh, perspectives that come in with the basic version. Uh, the first one's the inbox, which is just anytime you dump something from your brain into OmniFocus, it goes straight in the inbox. From there, you'll see pretty much actions that just need to be categorized, prioritized, and, and put wherever you need to put them. You know, uh, come something you know for some project you're working on with work, you would just add it to your inbox. Um, normally, I do it on my phone. I just quick add uh, just a sentence on what needs to get done, and then later, I, when I'm on my desktop, I'll go and change it and move it around and figure out where it needs to go to. Uh, so you've got the inbox uh, perspective, which is just new things that come in that need to be categorized. Uh, you've got a projects perspective to see pretty much every action associated with your project. May you may or may not be working on them. Some of them are deferred. Some of them uh, may not. You, know, you, you may not even sure you're going to work on them. They can put them on hold. Um, there's a context uh, perspective. So here are all the errands I need to run, uh, regardless of what project they're on. You know. I'd, Go to my boss contact. I can see everything I need to talk about with, with my boss, even if it's you know across different projects. Uh, so that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a forecast uh, perspective, which is just seeing everything that's coming up and due. Uh, so just slicing it by time, pretty much. Um, in a flagged context, you can flag different actions, um, which I use to. Uh, I'm working on something, or you know maybe I go into the. Uh, the beginning of the day, I'll just look and see what do I actually want to work on today. I'll flag those items. They show up in the flag context, and I can start working on just those and focus just on those actions, and everything else can kind of just fade into the background. Um, and then they've got another uh, perspective called review, which is um, by default, I think it's every seven days you're supposed to review a project to make sure is it done? Is it uh, sitting there with no action? Should I figure out if I need to add more to it to, to finish this project off? So just making sure you're keeping things uh, kind of fresh and, and current. Um, and uh, I guess I, I haven't been using it long enough to do many reviews, so I, I kind of just forced one uh, just to see how it goes. 
Um, not much to it. Um, and if you upgrade to the Pro version, you can get uh, custom views if you want to uh, maybe see everything that's flagged and due today. So you could kind of slice your, your actions a little bit differently. Um, wow, yeah, so that's uh, just kind of a big dump of what actions and perspectives are. Um, and I, I get, uh, just a quick overview of how I think I'm going to be using uh, this app. Uh, so the first first part is just capturing actions. So uh, there's a, a quick entry, which is kind of cool. You hit the control option space. It brings up a pretty much a text area on your uh, on your Mac that you can just start typing text and add create new actions that go straight in your inbox. Uh, you can email things to uh, an email address they give you, and it creates actions that way. Um, and then they've got a, kind of a I think it's clipping, and and you can uh, share things. So they they've got some pretty good integration with the the OS for uh, for sharing things. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of the first step, just getting things into your inbox. Um, from there, I guess I you know I'd probably do that throughout the day. If you're at a meeting, just enter stuff in, create it, uh, create these uh, inbox actions, and then uh, every now and again you want to go to your inbox, process it, assign a context or a project. Um, pretty easy to go through the list. Um, and you want to make sure that uh, I guess uh, capturing things in your inbox that could be even thoughts or something that's not even really actionable, but uh, just get it into the inbox and you can figure out maybe this isn't uh, something I needed to do, but maybe it's just reference material. Like I was talking about the plane ticket earlier. Maybe you don't want to turn that into an action, but you could put that into um, maybe Dropbox if that's where you like to look for it or Evernote, some some reference material. So just a way to capture ideas and get them out of your mind and into a system that you know you're going to process later. Um, so once you're done processing your inbox, you've assigned everything to a context or a project. Um, I go, I'm going to go to the projects and context uh, tabs or uh, perspectives, figure out what I want to work on, flag those, and then most of the day is going to be spent working in the forecast where I'm seeing what's due for that day or the flag perspective, which is what I've picked to work on today. Um, so that is a, <laughs> a really quick overview of how I'm using the, the system um, so far. I've only been using it for about a week and a half. Um, so things may change pretty pretty rapidly, but uh, this is kind of what I've been using it for so far. Um, and okay, I think you use the uh, the iOS version, right? The one on your your mobile phone. Um, how do you like it so yes. far? What I guess how do you how are you using it? I like it so far. So I would say I've been using it for approximately three months. Um, I use it for tracking a lot of different tasks um, after reading the book, getting things done. I do think that for someone who has per not, perhaps not had any exposure to that getting things done um, framework or the book or just any of those ideas may have a little difficulty just familiarizing themselves with the app um, because I think it's so connected with that getting things done philosophy. Um, but because I had read the book, um, it was fairly easy for me to see how the app was set up and get familiar with it. Um, I've found that I'm using it a little bit less for shopping lists. So I've been um, just experimenting with a few different apps for um, keeping track of my grocery lists, things like that. Um, but I do use um, the app for other types of shopping, so not grocery lists, um, other things that I may need to get. Um, and I have been experimenting with the context of different stores or different areas of town. So if I, you know, 
um, head over to the next city over and need to pick up a bunch of things there, I would just sort that by context. Um, so that's easy for me to kind of remember those things. Um, typically less urgent than maybe some groceries, <laughs> um, but less urgent things than that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the bringing up just the, the different kind of context, like uh, I, I've only got one right now, with, which was actually groceries, which you're not using it for, but I had an, uh, an errands context kind of at the top level, and then you can nest them. So I had grocery errands below it, which would be you know things I want to pick up at the grocery store, but you could have different uh, kind of subcontext there. So it's kind of cool if you're driving around, you can hit the top one and see all the tasks that maybe, oh, I'm kind of on my way, you know, I'm going to buy and go right by Target. Let's go pick something up at Target that I need there. Um, so I think that that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I think for there's there's plenty of more uh, sophisticated kind of grocery tasks if you wanted to kind of break that up. But this one, uh, it could handle it. But um, you know, there may be better options. Mhm. Mhm. Um, and then I would say I'm also not using the app for. Um, I have some lists that I would consider shared. Um, so just thinking of the getting things done book by David Allen. So you can have a someday maybe list, like things you're hoping to do at some point, not urgent, um, maybe big things, um, could be an experience that you're hoping to do someday, maybe a place you're hoping to go, something like that. Um, and those lists I tend to share, um, with people that I'm hoping to do those things with. Um, and because it's not urgent, um, I'm not using this app to track those. So those would be on a shared. Um, I know that there are other apps that you can do shared lists and that type of thing, like the reminders list um, with Apple. But um, for my personal things that I'm in charge of, I'm finding the app helpful for those. So is that, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, Matt, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't, I think this is all just personal stuff. I don't think there is much sharing. You know, I, I brought up sharing, but that's pretty much just you're on your laptop. You're sharing from one app on your laptop to, to the other. So there's not much, uh, I guess, sharing with other people, which mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of good. I, I guess I, I like how it's kind of scoped to, to that. I think Evernote's kind of going the opposite direction where they're opening up sharing stuff. And uh, I, I guess I'm not too excited about that. Um, but if you are someone who, who won't, does want to do share lists like that, you, this maybe uh maybe not the best solution for that but uh it could be for for personal stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah the someday maybe uh list as well i kind of was kind of butting my head on how how do i actually enter this in how do i manage it so it doesn't get lost but i can still you know still track it and still find it um so i think there's a couple things with the book um if you've read it um i think the someday maybe is i'm, I'm still tr- struggling on how to collect that inside of omnifocus in, in, in a good way um and then david allen kind of he touches on a different kind of areas or, you know, he calls them 10K, uh, these uh, flying areas or what, I don't know, whatever, let's see, projects versus areas of focus versus one, three, five lifetime goals. And the, it does really well with the actions and, you know, the next actions, uh, projects, but then anything above that, like, I've got a one-year goal I'm trying to ac- accomplish. I guess you could make that like a top-level project and nest things under it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, I guess, you're still being kind of a newbie to this uh I'm not really sure how to, to track all that stuff. So sure, I think. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Chief. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. Just real, real quick, just want to ask. Uh, sharing reminded me. So, does uh, is, is this supported by the cloud? Is does this go through uh, some sort of cloud service? Yeah, you can set up your own uh, web dev server if you want, if you're adventurous, or they've got their own uh, Omni Sync server, which you can just sign up for, like any other cloud-based thing, and 
plug it into the app and now you can uh, sync it uh, from desktop to uh, the phone and the iPad, which I, I found to work out really well. Um, so pretty strong point of the uh, uh, the app. Cool. Uh, sorry, Kay, go, go ahead what you were saying. Yeah, I think it um, could be doable for those longer term projects like you were saying, Matt. Um, what I like about the app is I think it's very, um, I want to use the word customizable, but I'm not sure whether that's the right word. I think you can use the app on different levels. So if you're a person who's wanting to do um, adding a lot of context, adding flags, adding deadlines, things like that. Um, you can add all of those, but you don't have to add any of those. So um, I think it could be used on a lighter level. However, um, I would imagine that people who are wanting to spend the money on the app would be <laughs> most likely the people who are wanting to use it on a deeper level. Um, and I think that you can really make it what you need to make it, um, customizing a lot of the context, the flags, things like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. You can. Uh, it, it seemed really light if if you just want to do the trial, and it could be just a to do list like you use reminders. Um, but I think yeah, if you're going to pay for it, uh, you definitely are probably more in the the bracket that's going to want to use the more advanced features and and try and get a little more out of it. But uh, yeah, it, it does seem very customizable and pretty flexible with how you want to do things. You can uh, nest projects, nest context, nest uh, nest tasks within another task. So I haven't. Uh, haven't gotten too much into that yet, but uh, I did notice that you can you can do some of that stuff, um, and I think it's more. I felt like when I was starting to do that, I just wasn't as comfortable with the app, where I, I was thinking I might lose uh, lose track of some actions. So um, I think it's more more getting comfortable with you know trusting the system and knowing that I'm not going to lose things. Uh, that I'll probably start getting into more of the the advanced features. But uh, it's definitely a. Uh, I think it's definitely pretty user friendly to get into and just start creating some simple lists and um, I know I just started dumping all my actions from from Evernote which I was using before to track this and uh, then getting you know a group of actions in there start organizing a little bit and then just kind of keep going from there and it, it seems to work out really well were you using Evernote before for your pretty much day-to-day to-do list kind of thing yeah, using Evernote, uh, which I was reading some article on OmniFocus, and, and someone was saying uh, they use OmniFocus for uh, tracking tasks, and then Evernote for their reference system. And someone said they switched, you know, onto Evernote, which Evernote felt like a reference system with you know a GTD workflow just kind of hacked onto the side. Uh, and after using OmniFocus for a week and a half, it does kind of feel like that. My my Evernote workflow, uh, although I really liked it and it was working well, uh, it did seem uh, a little bit more heavy-handed, not as a you know, I was doing more of the work than, than I probably should have been doing. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, um, I think Evernote, they really do give you a lot of options, but I don't know if they, you know, uh, it, 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 that's fully customizable. With, with They basically give you like a bucket and here, throw your stuff in it and do whatever you want to make it customizable and organize it however you want. And I'm kind of using that as more of an archive system for myself, just stuff, you know, kind of throw it in there and forget it. And then, you know, one day if I need it, there it is. But I'm still trying to find some sort of um, maybe a to-do list, some sort of project list. I know whenever I go to the grocery store, I'm like, oh, crap, why am I here again? I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want something, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe OmniFocus is, is a little bit too much for me right now. But uh, I'm kind of I, – I've, I've tried a couple of them too. I know I've tried that Wunderlist too or Wunderlist or whatever you guys want to say. It's German. <laughs> I, I think Microsoft bought them too. I don't know. I think um, – uh, or. Oh, 
I think Kate made what? a really good point earlier where she said, you know, read the book and then started using OmniFocus and it was really yeah. easy to get into. And I think this is kind of, if you're kind of getting thing? things done, yeah, and you're wondering, how the heck am I going to implement this? Because he doesn't really get into any way of implementing the system in the book. He's just, here. here's the system, have at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is kind of like a turnkey solution where you can just, all right, I've read the book. I know what the <clears> concepts are. Oh, here's OmniFocus. I can start using it. And uh, it uses a lot of the terminology from the book and um, it's pretty easy to, to pick up. So, yeah, that's pretty good. So I, you, you kind of like, Someone should read the book, but I mean, if you if you didn't really read the book, I guess I kind of listened to the book a little bit, but that was a while ago I, uh, on CD <laughs> in my car. Don't but uh, hearing things. <laughs> if you if you <laughs> haven't read the book, I think it's still going to be easy to pick up. Um, it's just uh, I mean, it's a lot of just a to do list, but they've got uh, the context and it's and also, projects you can use. It is kind of pricey too for someone who's not sure what they want and what where to implement it, and I'm still trying to figure that out. I think, and I don't know if I want to. You know, go all in yet at least on something like that but i don't know so, so uh but i'm sure it's good for someone who's who's read it and knows what they're doing i do um i do have another question um for huh. e- either of uh the two users of this application let's see how it is <laughs> or if tony wants to chime in that's cool no. uh so forgive me now forgive me if you've if you've already mentioned this but um for some of these tasks, uh, does it have some sort of prioritization of some kind? And and I'm mainly wondering for the uh, what's it called? Let's see here, the someday. What's it called someday? Something. Oh, someday, someday maybe. Yeah. Someday maybe. Yeah. The someday maybe especially. Is there some sort of way to sort of sort those to be able to, you know, say that this one's a higher priority than this one or something along those lines? Anyone? The way I've been, again, I haven't been using it for my someday maybes. Um, David Allen recommends in the book, um, from what I recall, that you review your someday maybe list on a regular basis um, to see, you know, what's become more urgent for you, what might have changed, maybe if you don't want to do something anymore. Like, for example, if I would put, um, I want to go horseback riding on my list, and then if in three months from now I decide, no way, I definitely. I hate horses. Right. So then I would just take that off my list. So regular reviews of that um, and perhaps not necessarily even prioritizing that list. Um, it's, it's mostly a collection and a tracking system. Um, but I'm not using OmniFocus for a someday maybe list. Um, the way I've been prioritizing my action items are by due date, um, which seems most important to me. I typically have things like if I need to send a birthday card by a certain date that has a due date. Um, and then also just sorting by context, um, like Matt was saying, slicing. Um, I'm just reviewing to see if I may have missed anything. I have not been using the flag system, um, but you can flag things. Um, sure. Yeah, a little bit, I think, different than a priority list. Um, more of a tracking system to be able to track a lot of things. And making sure that they're all tracked efficiently. Okay. So you guys, uh, one of the things from Evernote, I, w- I did have a priority system. I had different uh, mm-hmm. just tags that I had on it, and I'd just sort by the tag column. And it, you know, if it was a, I think it was a exclamation point one that would sort to the top. So I had this priority. It was pretty much a whole priority list I was working off of. I think that was one of the hard parts of moving OmniFocus, trying to maintain that, and then just 
uh, seeing, okay, it, OmniFocus doesn't have that. It's more of just reviewing t tasks, picking out what you want to work for the day, and kind of flagging those. Uh, but I have read that some people say, uh, I'm using the system. The context doesn't really work for them much, where, where most of the things have to be done on their computer. So they were just giving the same context to every action. So they've actually taken context and assigned priorities to those. So you know, maybe different four different contexts for top priority, you know, medium, lower. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, if you don't think you're going to use the, con uh, the priority that much, or maybe you just say, at my computer, I want to prioritize those versus maybe errands where I don't really need to prioritize those. I, you know, I can just go somewhere. You could create context for assigning priority and, and sort by that. So because contrary to Matt's belief, I actually do, I, I actually am an, uh, a fan of uh, productivity sort of applications, I think. Um, I feel like I haven't really used Evernote a lot because, I, th I don't know, it just kind of seems a little intimidating to me. It seems like there's a lot it's overly complex for me. And I, I really do like sort of more simplified to-do sort of programs. You know, I've used Clear and I've used the ba I don't know the basic reminders app. I find kind of honestly kind of sucks uh, on <laughs> iOS. But but what I do use is uh, uh surprisingly the one I use more than anything is uh, Fantastical, <laughs> which is a calendar application. But it also has a built-in uh, uh, checklist in there that that work oh. with a lot work in tandem with your uh, with your reminders application and and. You know, I will say, uh, there was, so, it always seems like sorting is, is the part that, that draws me away from an app when it comes to sort of those sort of apps. Um, I think it was the Reminders app. It, uh, it, it allowed you to sort of sort by due date before, but then, like, when you'd, if you'd have a repeating um, task and then, you know, you completed that one and then it popped up the next month's one, it would be out of order suddenly. So that was... That wasn't good, and then and then I use I, I also used Wonderlist at one point, and that didn't even have any option. It, it may have changed by now, but this was I don't know. The last time I really used it was maybe a year ago or so, and at that time they didn't have any option to even sort by due date, which was really kind of annoying. Um, and I don't know. I I think it's just my kind of my belief. I, I think you should have multiple sorting options for these sorts of things, and including <laughs> manual sorting. You know because. Yeah, I mean, there's just some things that are going to be a higher priority than others, and in a lot yeah. of cases, and and especially in these, I, I personally, I'm not a big fan of these um, someday maybe maybe sort of tasks because <laughs> ninety probably ninety percent of the time you're going to not do them. <laughs> so, well, not with that attitude, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's like it's it, it's a catch twenty two, right? Because because I you're know. not going to be doing them, and you're also putting them in, in a location that probably isn't front and center, so you're going to forget about them anyway. Um, well, that's the well, idea, especially with the book, is you're not, you know, you got to keep re reviewing them, and then um, then you're like, oh, do I want to do this? And then you reevaluate it, whether it be weekly or monthly, that, um, at least I know, because I read some of that book, or I listened to it, at least, where, you you know, I'd see there, yeah, every week or every month, where you do look at that, and you're like, oh, do I want to do this? Um, or have I lost interest? Or, oh, yeah, I do. So then you, you kind of take it from that, list um of someday maybe and put it maybe on a dead center like all right here's a track let's do this within a month or less or whatever or you just make it more of a high priority i think part of it too with the someday maybe stuff is uh, you'll sit there and you've got this idea that just floating around your head and that you think is just amazing for you know at the moment yeah. and you keep thinking about it and you can't stop thinking about it writing it down and putting in do at least something that you're thinking you're going to review later you can at least stop thinking about that and move on to something else. Yeah. So maybe it's not tracking stuff that you actually want to do. It's just 
getting stuff out of your mind so you can actually focus on what you need to focus on. Um, and, so, yeah. yeah, build you know, you a skyscraper. That's the dumbest idea ever, and you can just delete it. So, well, I think uh, that's the whole idea of that book is to so you don't have to start. You don't have to think about everything. You can just like, all right, I don't have to think about it. It's in a, it's in a, uh, you know, a system where I don't have to think about it. It's on paper. It's in a computer or in a service or, or uh, some some device that I can look back later at. Um, but it's when you get those ideas to make sure you can put them down. And that's the thing is to get the workflow going and to incorporate this into your life. And that's where I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if I want to, what, what I want to implement, but I do know that there is value of, you know, taking, taking all these thoughts in your mind and putting them down so you don't forget them. And, um, I, I do like that aspect of it, but it's, uh, again, that's just like, you know, doing that seems harder than maybe I'm making it more harder than it should be, but. Um, I do, I do like that. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, if you do the free trial, the fourteen days, you could uh, just and then just start adding stuff to the inbox and just start processing it that way. And you don't, I mean, the, the barrier to entry could be could be pretty low. Um, and two points to oh, I'm going back to what Shane was talking about: uh, sorting in OmniFocus by default, it sorts by the uh, the order that you've entered the, the the actions. So you can manually sort those all if you want, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or you can highlight a bunch and you can do it's like sort once by name or by due date. Uh, so there's a couple of different sort options. It, it's, I think manual is kind of the, the default. Um, and then the second point is the with the reminders app, uh, you can have uh, OmniFocus just start sucking those reminders in. So the, the coolest part about that is you, you just use Siri to say, hey, Siri, remind me to uh, get milk uh, at the grocery store and then uh, adds it to the reminders app. And once you open OmniFocus, it goes and sucks it in. So you've, you've got that. You can just use Siri to add stuff to your OmniFocus list, which is pretty That's cool. That's cool. Cool. All right. Well, is that is that about it? Oh. You guys think? Oh, oh, <laughs> a couple more. of quick more more quick notes here. Uh, the pro right. version gives you custom perspectives. That's what I was talking about, where you could uh, slice the the actions any way you want instead of the the perspectives that I just uh, mentioned earlier. Um, with iOS, you can get a custom home screen uh, and a custom today widget. Different ways of uh, I guess seeing when you go into the app or seeing the uh, that notification pane when you pull it down. Uh, OS X gives you the focus on projects and context. I don't know if I was really a big fan of that when I tried it out. Uh, just kind of pretty clears out every single uh, task except for ones on one specific project or one specific context. Uh, seemed, I don't know. I, I wasn't really a big fan of it. And then Apple Script support if you want it. Um, I haven't even used Apple Script much when I, as a developer. I probably should. Barely but, uh, know what one, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't seem like much uh, much fun to me. Honestly, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do you guys have, has anyone dabbled in AppleScript? It's not like Objective-C or anything. For, my first thought was Automator. Did that, and that, I don't know oh, if that was anything. When I, I think they're similar, yeah. They're, yeah. It's like I, gluing uh, different apps together. Like um, batch yeah. files? Or, or no, is that something I else? think it's Apple's version of batch <laughs> files is the Automator. Or if this, then that, really. Isn't that what the Automator is? Yeah, it's probably like if this, then that uh, for your uh, Mac OS. Uh, yeah. that, that seems like That's, the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had some quick more notes here. Uh, just some quick things that I liked about it. Uh, I did really like the quick entry. Uh, just really easy to uh, uh, control option space, start entering stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, and using email to create actions, uh, I use that a lot to as you know get an email from work. I'll just email it straight there and say I you know I need to follow up on this later. So that's kind of nice to get it out of your uh, your email. Um, iOS OS uh, 10 integration with the uh, that was pretty good. Um, the clean interface. It looks really nice. Um, syncing worked really well. 
Uh, some things I did not like about it. Um, due dates, deferred dates, repeating actions. Uh, these seem to feel a lot more complicated than, than they should have been. Uh, it seems like those things could have been simplified quite a bit. Um, I, I guess I, I was reading up a lot of this just to make sure I got it right uh, when I was doing it. Uh, some, sometimes you want uh, things to repeat from when you finish them versus when the task was due. Uh, and just making sure all that stuff was entered right seemed a little Ooh. more confusing than, than it should have been. I could see um, that, yeah. I would get hung then, up on that. Yeah. But, and with the, with the Pro version, uh, creating custom perspectives just felt kind of limited and not as intuitive as I was hoping it would be. Uh, the thing I wanted, I just wanted something that showed the items I flagged and then also the things that were due today. Uh, and getting that perspective set up was just, <laughs> it seemed like it should have been so simple, but uh, it wasn't. So I, I guess they, it seems like they could use a little work there. Mm. I don't know. Okay, anything uh, you really liked or dislike about the app? Great, I'd agree with a lot of what you said. All I don't right, know if let's I have move. Anything to add. <laughs> what about price? <laughs> well, I is, think yeah. price has gone up since I purchased it. Um, but I, I, I don't. That might that information. Um, what's that, Tony? I'm just thinking that might deter me. At least I know there's a trial version, and then that might make I might try based on that. Right, um, and I basically did that with. And, all right, I did that with um, the YNAB program but yeah. um and i know that was a great um a great way i think to think about your own um values what you need in a task manager system um mm -hmm. and also just learning about the app but i think it's important to think about what you've been using and what you may need or not need um kind of like shane was saying before that he um really likes certain priority lists um and, you know, different people prioritize in different ways. Um, some people may always want to sort one way. Some people may need a lot of different options. Um, but thank you for having me. And I yeah. will just um, depart with I was a gonna quote. I was going to say, oh, yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> um, just a quote from David Allen to consider. Ooh. Your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. So if you're looking for wow. a system to help that with holding... Deep your ideas, and your tasks. You may want to check out a tryout of the app, but certainly not for everyone, um, and there certainly are a lot of pros and cons to consider. Me memory is a thing, though. I'm just like, your brain does <laughs> memorize. It's not as reliable, though. <laughs> it's I true. Know, it's very true, very true. But yes, very, very good words. And I, I was actually going to say, and I was going to ask if you needed to get going right away or not, Kate, but the, yes, that that is... Uh, that is fine if you if you need if you have uh, <laughs> other things to do this evening we we really do appreciate you coming on that was very yes. nice and especially at the last minute and everything and uh, even though we talked about it but yeah I guess we apologies for not giving you a formal invite uh, <laughs> until tonight <laughs> um, but we really thank you very much for for joining us and we yes, greatly thank appreciate you so much it. for coming on happy to have you Kay it was my pleasure all right. Consider yeah. it done. <laughs> <laughs> Inside baseball, right there. All right. Well, yeah. if, thank you. <laughs> thanks, Kay. Thanks, Kay. All thanks right. Well, if you uh, if you'd like to, uh, well, if you'd like to reach us, maybe I'll start this. Maybe I'll swap the order here. If you'd like to reach us at any time, you can uh, email us at techiespodcast at gmail .com. Our website is niceguynetwork.com slash techies. There, uh, you can leave us a uh, an iTunes rating uh, if you click on the iTunes link on there. Uh, we we would love we would love that. You should probably do that if you know if, if you don't mind. 
or, or search for Techies Podcast while you, on you, iTunes. You, you should probably do that. You should probably do that. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah. We're on Stitcher. We are. We record Sundays at six, seven Central on Channel Two of Alpha Geek Radio. Uh, we're let's rarely see. on at seven, though. What's that? <laughs> I said we are rarely on at seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Start. Give us, give us a little bit, though. Give us a little time. Yeah, we should probably work on. It. Yeah, I, I should probably work on that. <laughs> I, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, uh, you can find us there, Techies Podcast, and on Twitter at Techies Podcast as well. Techies Podcast. All right, you guys. You guys want to do this whole thing, or ask where you where you do where you're at, where 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 people can see you do stuff. You can find me on this podcast called Techies. No way. <laughs> Ibel one <Matt>? two three. <laughs> oh yeah, Ibel find one, him on two, Twitter. At... Is my Twitter. I gotta say, I've been looking at it less and less. But I, I think it I think it notifies me if someone were to actually send me something or send my what is it, a message board? I don't even know how to use Twitter. Isn't that weird? I'm on a tech podcast and I don't know how to use Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter's kind of a funny thing. I gotta yeah, get I gotta I get to using it, it more too. That other people post really. Yes. But uh it's entertaining. Yeah, feel free to throw something on there. I'll I'll get it. You'll get a notification at least. Yeah, maybe that'll incline him to use it more. And Matt, my what about default, you? My default is to throw off or to, to, to shut off my, my notifications. <laughs> I know that too. You <laughs> might get I, something. That one's on. No. Probably that an might, email. That one might be on. I don't know. Or an email of some kind might come sure. through. Matt, you are at Hewlock, Hewlock. I think, at, uh, on Twitter. H-E-W-L-O-C-K. And that was his World of Warcraft name. Oh, wait. Oh, God. <laughs> have I said too much? <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Hey, well, you're not... That's not too much information. That doesn't tell him the server or anything. He doesn't play anymore, though. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> that was a little dig, I think. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't even, I don't even really play now. All right. Uh, and I'm at uh, Shave Maddox on Twitter. Or you can find me on the other podcast I do, Wildernet Podcast. Also on uh, Nice Guy Network, where you can find uh, uh, one other show that that uh, my buddy Eric puts on there as well. So go check that out. Okay, well, I guess I guess that about wraps this episode up. Thanks, uh, Matt and Kay, for that in-depth discussion on OmniFocus. Great. I'm going to get it right now. Greatly appreciated. Greatly, <laughs> greatly, sincerely. Anything else yeah, you guys would like to good. add? It's good stuff. No, it's Actually, I think I am planning on switching completely to OmniFocus, so I just wanted to throw it in there. I oh, guess wow. I, I probably should have said that earlier. But Nice. And, and by doing that, you're going to – are you still keeping, like, OneNote? I'm or planning on I mean? keeping Evernote around for reference material. Um, and, and when you say reference, are you thinking, like, the archive stuff, the stuff that you don't need every day? Is that what you mean by reference? I guess well, I should ask you what you mean by reference. Yeah, material. like PDFs and stuff that uh, – I guess it's, it could be reference about projects, but it's also mostly just uh, anything I get in the mail that I want to keep a hold of that I'll, I'll just scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of but stuff. But you don't necessarily my paperless documents. Yeah. Okay. Because you were uh, using Evernote for like an everyday kind of service, right? Uh, yep. Kind of a reference and a task all rolled into one. Uh, <laughs> this is a long outro. Maybe we should take this off one. Sure. No, no, that's fine. For another XP boost. All right. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Hello. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been real as always. This has been a production of NiceGuyNetwork.com. Go check us out there. 
And until next time, tech her easy. Tech her easy. Tech him easy? Tech him easy. Tech it easy. Take it easy. Please hang up and try again.